0: probably the single most regular person I've ever
1: met. Oh, there's a dude at my day job who is the most cracker-ass motherfucker I've ever met. Nice guy. Super nice guy, but uh-huh. just, oof, oh, man. You are worse than uh, old Roberto. <laughs> like, more mayonnaise if that's wow. possible. And it is. I didn't even think it
0: would could possibly be possible.
1: Yeah, no. This, this isn't like even a real vanilla bean. This is just imitation vanilla. Wow, just wow. Mm-hmm. It's incredible, dude. I'm sorry. We live in Lowell, or I live in Lowell, at least. Hey, you live in the town, one town over. I was, I was so, not judging. So you know what? I mean, I lived in Belding for fuck's sake. I got shit to say. I, I mean, this entire area just bleeds potato salad. It's so mm-hmm. fucking white. <laughs> I do believe I smell gravy it's, and potatoes. Exactly. <laughs>
0: Uh, only a pinch of salt. Thank you very much. Yeah, don't you put any pepper in there. It's too spicy. How dare you? How dare you sully my food with your spice? Man.
1: Yeah. It, it's just a, a faint smell of mac and cheese on the air. That's how fucking white it is. Mm-mm. Craft dinner. Mm. With a, with a hefty dose of... Is, is that ranch on the wind? <laughs> Indeed. <laughs> <laughs> oh, followed by the waft of pumpkin spice latte. Yeah, from, from westerly wind comes the pumpkin spice. <laughs> yep. <laughs> Bunch of cracker ass motherfuckers. Wow, uh, yes, I, I do. That's why I always try and be super nice when I see anyone of color in town. Like, I try and genuinely smile at them, and it might come off as very, very strange, but like, I'm so glad you're here. I'm not gonna bother you because I know what I look like. <laughs> and I don't want to be that one weirdo that's like, hey, wanna be pals? <laughs> Welcome to town. Yeah. No, that's that, my job. Yeah, no, that I say that is inappropriate <laughs> for me to do, but. Uh, like, I, I always, like, just try and very much smile. Mm-hmm.
0: I'm so glad you're here. I did a lot of smiling and lol for the exact opposite reason. Why, Monroe, James Monroe, yippity-skippity, I will have more mayonnaise on my sandwich. Thank you very much. Yes, yes these are slacks. Thank you very much.
1: Why, why, yes, I would like some of your funky tater tots with cheese. Ooh, more Please. Oh, hold the green onions, though, please. Oh, I, they give I, me indigestion. Mm-hmm. And and absolutely no black pepper. <laughs> good God, no. Mm. no. So help me if an onion touches anything that I even look at. <laughs> oh Jesus Christ! Oh man. Well, should we just do it then, James? I, I think, think we should. I just think do we're it. out of banter. Yeah. That well ran dry. Indeed, it did. Yep. Well ran dry as shit, which means everyone will die. And speaking of everyone dying, hey, everybody, welcome to Horror Vomit. We're talking about horror movies so you don't have to. Hey, fuck you. I had to manufacture it myself. Does your, I think I did okay. Does
0: your arm hurt from reaching is all I was going to ask. My name is Chris
1: Pfaff, and I'm one of your hosts. And I am James Marino. I'm the other one of your hosts. Let's just breeze right by (laughs) all that bullshit and into this week's film, the brand spanking fucking new, Mm -hmm. When Evil Lurks. Still got that new film smell. (laughs) Uh, Written and directed by Damien Rugna. Starring Ezekiel Rodriguez as Pedro, Damien Salomon as Jimmy, and Sylvina Sabater as Mirtha. That's probably James. the best you've done. James. Yes. Two questions for you. Indeed. Unrelated to each other. Uh, darn it. Oh, the one is the usual. Uh-huh. How did you like When Evil Lurks? It's fucking and the, and the second, And the second question, and this is because of your, uh, we'll say, Latin background. Mm-hmm. Is there apple ice cream that I'm missing out on? I have never heard of it, but I want some right the I, fuck now. I, I'm sorry to just jump into a, a strange part of this film, but I about lost my goddamn mind when I realized that due to the American public and their bullshit taste, I may be missing out on delicious green apple ice cream. Oh,
0: because I've had mango ice cream, pineapple ice cream, and then, like, I've had apple shaved ice. You know, when they let this guy come up and, you know, you shave up, you, you get like all those flavors, but never apple ice cream. And I can't even think of the time when when the shaved ice guy had apple. So I am fucking intrigued.
1: Yeah, I was absolutely flummoxed by the prospect of apple ice cream, and it really excites me. Oh, I, 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 I must have some. Yeah. I must have some now. I, I bet we can Internet that. I bet you a
0: sorbet would
1: work. I, if anybody out there wants to send us apple ice cream money, mm-hmm. we will absolutely spend any money you give us on apple ice cream. All of the apple ice cream. Importing apple ice cream. Mm-hmm. Now, for the, I guess the more important question, I, and I know you whispered it while I talked over you. It's okay. How, how'd you like when evil lurks?
0: This movie fucking slaps, dude. 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 It, it, I, we'll, we'll, we'll get into it, but this movie was the fucking business, dude. So, uh. I'm not sleeping for a week, by the way.
1: Directed by Damien Rugna, who previously directed Atarados or Terrified, mm-hmm. which we have also covered. Hells yeah. Incredibly scary movie. Whew. And I couldn't wait because this came out on shutter on Halloween, and I texted you that day mm-hmm. with, ooh, the guy that made Terrified's new ones out. And it took me a minute to figure out who it was. Uh huh. So, uh. Yeah, I was very excited for this, and God damn, did it live up to terrified. It This movie's scary as shit and hardcore as fuck. And, and
0: again, because the, the, every scary part of this movie was practical.
1: That's what I was thinking about that, and it, because my God, hats off to their special effects team. Be it practical or if there are any digital effects, I couldn't really if spot If there was any. digital, it
0: was seamless.
1: It was fucking perfect. The effects in this film are some of the best I have seen in a very long time. And
0: what I loved about it is traditionally when you see, like, a hammer blow or an axe blow, it's just incredible. I'm not even talking about, like, peg and arterial spray, but, again, with the art and it swings and it hits and there's a rhythm to it and... You know, falls in slow motion. No. This was just short and brutal. And it stopped just like an axe would stop. It stopped like a hammer. It even bounced a little like a hammer would bounce. And it was fucking rough
1: because of it. So should we give a little synopsis here? Yeah. Uh, I I always end up having to do it. You do it. Okay. Um, Remote Village. Um,
0: I'm sorry, I got it. I, I'm so caught uh, up in everything. 2nd right, Give me a second. right. I, I'll do it then. I'll do it. I will bastard. do. I will do next week's and I will be prepared for it. You can't. I caught up short. I'm like I could do it, but it'd take me a week, and we'd have to walk around three circles to get there.
1: So this is, I believe, Argentinian, as uh, Damien Rugna is Argentinian. Uh, two brothers find a mutilated corpse, which leads them to a rotten. Which is a possessed individual who is rotting away. We slowly learn that this is a world where that exists, and there are means in which to take care of it. However, these brothers, through a series of events, end up basically causing a widespread demonic possession. Mm hmm. And it, dude, when I heard the, uh, just read the shutter synopsis of this, Mm -hmm. I thought it was gonna be much bigger scale. Mm-hmm. Than it was. But again, we have to remember that this is made in Argentina and they don't have a hundred million dollars. So with what they had, I don't know what the budget was, but my God, for whatever money they had, mm-hmm. they every bit of it you can see. Oh my God. Everyone did their jobs perfectly.
0: Absolutely. And and again, down to one of the things that and even a lot of the movies even that are I would say this caliber. They um, make the people, like, big good or big bad. They've got this flaw or that flaw. These were just regular people getting fucked. And in the possessions, traditionally, we see the big demon come out and all this other things. No, this was just shit people could do. Mm -hmm. And the way that they portrayed the possession, it was scary because... I don't believe in that, but if it were to be real, th- they made it seem as real as you could possibly make that be, you know, it, it, it went past the point where I, a pretense to the fact that if people were really possessed, I honest to God thinks that's how it would be. They would lie. They would cheat. They would sneak and stab. They wouldn't be all this supernatural, this and that. They just fuck you to fuck up.
1: Mm-hmm. And. There are rules, there are very specific Mm -hmm. rules, which are laid out throughout the film. Mm -hmm. And I I wanted to bring this up because it's it's very, very interesting. I I couldn't figure out
0: what the seventh rule was.
1: I don't know if this is based on like a local lore or if this was something that they invented. But either way, I I do want to go through them because it's very interesting. Uh, Rule number one, do not use electric lights. The shadows they cast draw the possessed to it. That's badass. Yep. So there's the lady who just lives in this dark-ass house out in the woods. hmm Super cool. Uh, stay away from animals. Mm-hmm. Because they go crazy. Do not harm them. Mm-hmm. Take nothing close to them. They attach to everything. Never say the devil's name that calls them. hmm Never use a gun. You'll die yourself. And do not fear death. Because they also prey on your fears. Yep. They follow every single rule to a T. Except when they fuck them up. Before they knew the rules. They
0: broke all the rules before they knew them. Yep. And and just like as soon as they said the rules, I'm like, oh, oh, no, no. Uh-uh. Oh, fuck. Because um, I just read about a movie. I, I'm going to check and see pretty soon. It's a Filipino movie, and it's based on a funeral. And they broke all the taboos that you should never eat at a funeral, never sit down, never say... And everybody who does did that get gets fucked up some kind of way, and so when they said they fucked up
1: every rule, I thought of that movie that I haven't seen yet. Right, and that's what's very interesting is this is it. It kind of feels like a couple different vignettes almost because this movie kind of goes in stages, mm-hmm. but I think it's perfectly set that way because it is. It's just a kind of a short period in these people's lives where like, oh fuck, this happens. This happens. And because of that, this happens. Because of that, this happens. It's a perfectly naturally flowing story. Exactly.
0: Okay, the story is linear because it happens. But we're seeing it as it happens. Almost like in as real time as you can really be in this situation. But the storytelling wasn't linear like we think of storytelling. There is a story there. You find it. You find it while people are talking. You find it while... It's not overt. The story is not... I mean, y- the plot is overt. But the story of, in and of itself isn't laid out for you on breadcrumbs and you follow the story like this. You watch what happens and you fill in the story. And I love that kind of storytelling. Um, like, I know that South American like fiction tends to be a little more f- um, fabulous. There's a lot more... Uh, spiritual stuff in it and i'm not talking god stuff but just you know spirits of the land this kind of thing and uh and the the storytelling tradition is a lot more it's a lot different again you you it's more breathable for you know the consumer like i'm in it now i'm giving you all this stuff you tell your story have fun boom this is your sandbox enjoy and i really think that shows up in this movie Mm mm-hmm
1: because there's a lot of things that are not explained until, like you said, much later as the story progresses. We are learning exactly the same as uh, uh, Pedro. Mm-hmm. We're learning all of these rules along with him because they start with a basic knowledge of what these things are. Like Everybody seems to know mm-hmm. that the, these rotten exist right. and that churches are dead.
0: Although the one thing that threw me is the the... The um, person, what was her name? She looks a lot like my aunt. <laughs> um, the, you know, the exorcist or whatever. The the one, Mar- Mar- Marta? Myrta, yeah. Myrta? Yeah. Um, God damn it, what was my
1: point? I'll come back to it eventually, sorry. So that, I, well, you took my point and I uh. ran with it and I don't know where we're ending up, but... Uh, Myrta, yeah, we learned was a friend of Jimmy's who has battled these things before.
0: And this is what threw me when they were in the car. That was the point. Sorry, I didn't mean to stop you. But um, when they're in the car and they said, yeah, never say the devil or never say evil's name out loud, like Bezelbub or Asmodeus. And then I'm like, you fucking know you're not supposed to do that, right? Oh, yeah, that's uh, Pedro's mother. Yeah, like, the fuck are you doing? If you're not supposed to do that, don't do that.
1: So the one thing that I was kind of wondering if this was a bit of a comment on the COVID mm. pandemic. Oh, because everything they touched. Well, that and because it's a thing that clearly exists. Everybody kind of knows it exists, but nobody really seems to give a shit. Like <gasps> the cops and the mayor at the beginning oh. have known about... <clears throat> uh, <clears throat> the rotten. The rotten for, what they say, about a year. Mm-hmm. And that nobody had really done anything until this lady had... Independently called her mm-hmm. own, I guess, doctor, yep. quote unquote, which was killed on the way. Oh, and,
0: and let us not say the guy wasn't mangled at the beginning. He was cut the fuck in half. Yes. Okay. I just wanna. I just wanna <laughs> put that out there. Yes, he was in fact bisected. Mm-hmm, right, the fuck in half at his waist. Uh huh. Yeah, that was
1: god awful. So I I really do like that they go to their landlord and they're just like, hey man, listen. We all live here, but uh, the government's going to mark this as having a rotten on it, and we're going to lose everything. So uh, what do you want to do about this? Should we just get the fuck out of here? And they decide to take matters into their own hands. Mm -hmm.
0: Now, the beauty of this. How many times have we seen somebody just appear in the middle of the road in all these movies, right? Mm -hmm. Usually it's just a, a jump scare for no reason. Oh, no. The fucking reason for this one, because they get what way far down the road. Yeah, they're about. I think it's two hundred kilometers or yeah. so. So they're way. Down. They open it up, and when they <laughs> when they were almost hit that kid, or I swear they hit him, or hit the. I I thought they hit him for real, but um, no. I, apparently, uh, Julian or whatever the fuck his name was got the fuck out all yeah. seven hundred pounds of his bloated ass, rotten
1: ass corpse. Uh huh. I'm like, fuck no. And as soon as they show him for the very first time, mm-hmm. it's such good makeup effects where you look at it and you go, what the fuck? Because that... it's a vaguely human form. Mm-hmm. just It looks like a blob. Mm-hmm. And it w- the more you looked
0: at it, the more squeamish you became.
1: It's Just leaking pus. It's... And it looked painful. It, uh-huh. And I
0: know that it was a makeup effect, okay? I know. I knew it was a makeup effect, but I'm looking at the separating wounds. And the way it was lit, it didn't look like the plastic. It didn't, you know, it actually looked like somebody who was rotting from the fucking inside and had like skin cancer and all this shit. And when they picked him up in the goddamn blanket and the (laughs) shit leaked out and the piss and the fucking fluids leaked out, I
1: thought I was going to die. And I love that they bring it up too. Like, no, we shouldn't move him on this sheet. And the landlord's just like, "Fuck it, it's fine. Let's just get him the fuck out of here." Yeah,
0: it was. Oh, it was. And horrific. as soon as they
1: get him out the door, it rips, and just this disgusting blob squishes to the ground. It
0: was. It was horrific.
1: And the noise. Oh, the noise. And I do like though that it. The demon is by no means trying to conceal itself. Right. When it's in the the human form and it isn't your mother sucks cocks and hell can you know no it's issuing direct like threats
0: yeah and and not only that but guess what as soon as i get the fuck out of here i'm getting your i'm i'm going into your kids so fuck you you do you you do you homie i'm i'm fucking you up yes i'm going to kill you and i'm going to take your kid yeah, it, fuck to the you. Uh-huh. And it, it wasn't this demon voice with the thousand voices. It was the person's strained voice. And what I loved about it, is, and, and they even spoke to it, and I love this, they touched on it too, is that it's a possessing entity. It has to take over a body. So in the framework of the film, you think about it, it has been possessing bodies before, so it learned how to use the type of brain it uses. So they had the kid that we don't know he's autistic, but he stems and he hums and
1: oh, they they say it. Oh, they do say it. Yeah, autistic. they flat out say it. Which I guess a little sidebar. If we're just going to talk about that, I do find that refreshing that mm-hmm. they give it a specific thing and say, no, this is what it is, Good. I'm not leaving it up to our speculation of right. well, I don't want to say that he's special needs. Like, no, he very much is. Yeah, but what I loved about it is they talked about the
0: difference in brain. It's like. He could very possibly be possessed right
1: now, but the demon doesn't. He is because they show his hands Uh. because Uh. the demon takes over the body, but it can't unlock the mind. Right. Right. But they're talking about it as
0: if they they don't know. We know. You know what I mean? They're not sure he's possessed yet when they say, well, you know, we're not sure because it doesn't know how to use them. But when he goes up and says, yes, I'd like a cup of tea. I need something warm. Oh.
1: I just about it's shit my fucking haunting. pants. And it's such an easy thing to do. That kid is an amazing actor, mm-hmm. by the way. Yeah,
0: because, well, my, my uh, one of my boys is on the spectrum, and he's verbal, you know, thank goodness. Um, but the hums, the movement, the stems, everything, even even the look on his face, the, the lack of effect, yet there's still something there, but there's nothing there that kind of that's very, very, uh, not exclusive to autism, but very, he pegged it's very it. very prevalent. In- he pegged it fucking brilliantly. I thought they, um, got another, otherly abled actor until he fucking said, grandma, can you make me a cup of tea? something warm. So, you know, I'm, I'm kind of cold and he's pulling a blanket. I'm he's fucking dead. And he's a demon. Fuck, mm-hmm. fuck, fuck, fuck.
1: But I, one of the most affecting scenes, and you had brought it up earlier, is when the demon first starts to really get loose mm-hmm. because it's the landlord and his wife <gasps> on their farm. Mm-hmm. And just the way he shoots this is, I want to say, like almost emblematic of his filmmaking because it's so fucking good. It mm-hmm. is so riddled with tension because it's, she tells her husband, like, over there, that goat. And it just shows, you know, yeah. a whole bunch of goats to where he fires in the air and there is only one goat left. Mm-hmm. Which, I don't know how they got that one goat to do that. Oh, that's they amazing. Probably,
0: they probably just tied, tied
1: so, the goat's leg. So that's still just, that, that's great that they just got one goat to not freak out, just stand there very mm-hmm. calmly. Oh, yeah. And it's this long stare down between a farmer and a goat. And the and,
0: fucking goat. Walks directly up to the farmer's shotgun. I don't know how the fuck they got the goat to do
1: that. And the thing is, is everybody knows if you shoot this animal, there is going to be possessions. Mm -hmm. That has been established in the film, not only to us, but to him. It seems like one of these things that like everybody kind of knows. And his
0: wife is telling him, fucking don't do it. Don't shoot that goat. Don't. Don't. And the goat walks right up to it.
1: Yeah, it, it does the thing where, you know, the bad guy will take the barrel of the gun and stick it to his own forehead and, you know, pull the trigger. Mm-hmm. That is what this goat does and while just staring this man in the eyes.
0: In the most natural-looking way possible with an artificial medium-like film. I am looking at that going... Part of my brain's going, how the fuck that, you know, you know that the, you know, the, the committee's up here going, how the fuck they do that? How'd they get the goat to get to the But they shut the fuck up mm-hmm. because then it's, everything stops for just that little bit. Quiet.
1: Bam. And, and it's a real shock because you think. You know, like, okay, well, they're using this moment to build tension. He's uh, cooler heads will prevail. He's seen what these can do. Nope. Shoots this goat in the fucking face, Mm -hmm. which is a shock in and of itself. And a split second later, Mm -hmm. acts directly to the face. Mm -hmm. And like you said, it bounces off his fucking cheekbones. Mm -hmm. It's not, it doesn't get stuck in his face. It's not, it doesn't take his head clean off. It's not tremendously gory. It's not blood spraying everywhere. It's a fucking ax to the face. Mm
0: -hmm. And it's a boom. And then when you think it's over, no (laughs) pregnant woman on her knees, holding an ax, the axe is facing the sharp ends facing towards her. She's got out in front of her and she just starts biffing her own face. With the axe. Now, in most movies, you'd see a violent swing in towards the chest or the head. No. It was a methodical. Whack. Whack. That didn't work. Okay, one more.
1: Whack. One more. Whack.
0: Fuck me running. No, not one more. Whack.
1: And the most affecting part is the very last one where her arms begin to lift the axe toward her face again and drop. Uh-huh. And other movies would have would have put a bow on it and have her fall on the axe head first.
0: No. The axe falls one way, she falls the other. And it was, that made it somehow more effective. Because in my head, I want to put a bow on everything. I want to tie everything up. So, okay, so she's going to fall on the axe, too. It's going to be extra bad. No, they didn't need to. It was more naturalistic. It's naturalistic as you can get it after you see a woman... Biff her own fucking face five times with an axe.
1: Uh Uh-huh. And attempt a six, but dies while trying to do so.
0: And we get to see this. Now, it's shot from a distance. But we get to see it full the fuck on center frame. Whack. 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 And it just... It could have been, again, peck and paw. It could have been even more gruesome. But it didn't need to be. It freaked me the fuck out so bad.
1: It's... It really is one of the more affecting things that I had seen in a film in quite some time. Until. (laughs) Are are you saying what I'm going to say? Oh, man. So, Pedro is going to get his children from his ex-wife. Mm-hmm. Just shows up at their house. Yep. With this uh, rotted goo all over him. Mm Mm-hmm. He walks in and immediately just barges in past her new husband Mm -hmm. and gets naked in their kitchen (laughs) while screaming, get me a pair of clothes. Now I don't have time. Get me a pair of clothes.
0: And she's walking out covering the kid's eyes like, shit, he's naked. What the fuck is wrong with you? I got a restraining order, you cocks. so I can get out of here. What the fuck's wrong with you?
1: And it's one of those things where like, we know what's going on, but you have to put yourself in their situation her ex-husband shows up, pushes his way past you, mm-hmm. and begins getting naked in your kitchen while you're like, man, you can't do that
0: here. And the good, the thing about this was, it wasn't funny. But the mood was so different than anything else we'd seen in this movie that it was still, it was its own tension, and it was its own tense situation, but it was less tense <laughs> than anything the fuck else so
1: it's less tense than it's about to be in about two and a half
0: minutes, right? So you, you you get this breather, but you're still tense because you, you're you're watching this this passion play unfold. Like old boy just <laughs> just saw all this horrific shit, can't even articulate, and everybody's halfway up his ass. I got to restrain in order to get out of here. You're fucking naked in my kitchen, and you know Leonardo is. Out of his fucking mind. Can you imagine coming home and your wife's ex husband is naked in the fucking kitchen talking about getting me some clothes? The movie in, would in have been a little shorter
1: in, in how you're taking the children. Like you need to get them right now. We need to go. Yeah, the movie would have been a little shorter because I would have fucking Dick took
0: and balls up. out. <laughs> I'd have taken the meat tenderizer to his dome, man. I'd have the fuck out of bam my bam kitchen. Bam, 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 bam.
1: So while he's standing there naked, oh, we get an insert shot of the dog sniffing his clothes, mm-hmm. and. I can't remember if, I think we know at this point that like, yeah, it drives animals nuts yeah but because we knew about the goat. So I didn't know that it like, it would attach itself to whatever. Yeah.
0: But think about it. It was eating whatever came off of whatever. Uh Yeah. Lapping it up. Even if the presence of it wasn't driving it insane, the fact that it is now in the dog.
1: And very clearly shown. So as soon as that happened, uh, Oh, shit, there's going to be a, oh, no, because that nice, nice doggie mm-hmm. goes and sits down right next to their, what would you say, six-year-old daughter? Yeah, I thought it was a neighbor kid. No, that was uh, his daughter. Okay, okay, I, I wasn't sure. I... So much was happening, dude. Yep, and we see a shot, because she's sitting in the next room, the dog sits down next to her. Camera to their backs, we see into the next room. Mm-hmm while uh, Pedro's in there yelling about getting the kids while Mm -hmm. he's getting dressed. This fucking dog chops this girl's face.
0: Okay, you see a lunge and a pull. You see a lunge and a pull. You don't see the bite, you don't... But you see the lunge and then you see the pullback. Under the table, yeah. And you see the feet flying out behind it, like almost directly directly perpendicular to the floor, just whoom. And then you see it, let's see the body go and the head still in the jaws of the fucking dog. And it was wrong. R-O-N-G wrong.
1: Dude. I thought I, gonna... I did not expect that when I started this movie because terrified, little bit violent, mm-hmm. scary as shit. Yeah. I about shit my pants when That dog sat down next to her. I went, oh, fucking no. This movie doesn't. Dude, no. How many times does this movie telegraph,
0: tells you, tells you in no uncertain terms what the fuck they're going to do. Yep. And still gets you.
1: (laughs) Because you have to think there's no way that they are going to have, not even just like a little bit of a dog, like biting her arm or something, which would be bad enough. Yeah latches onto her fucking skull yeah, and drags her under a table and is just attacking to kill Mm -hmm. a child. And they filmed it beautifully because I filled in whatever
0: I didn't see, but I know what I
1: saw. Yeah, I couldn't tell you what actually happened on screen because my mind was racing with just the word fuck. Over and over and over.
0: And I I was in my living room. No, no, no. I was I was sitting in the parking lot of the DMV when I saw that part. And I, I must have looked like an insane mother. I was like, fuck, fuck, fuck,
1: no, no, god damn it. And I'm alone in my car in the so, parking lot. And I, I really, I cannot stress enough to our listeners, you and I watch a lot of movies with mm-hmm. a lot of violence. Yeah. Holy fuck fucking shit james this movie affected me
0: more than any single horror movie i've seen so far bar fucking none i i always joke about not being able to sleep but i sleep like a fucking baby every night i guarantee you i'm gonna have a difficult time sleeping tonight because of the way that it was depicted if you can make it this plausible to me And I'm a skeptic like a motherfucker, okay? (laughs) I don't believe in shit. But if you make it that plausible and say, hey, look, it's not supernatural like, ooh, you know, a mind ray is going to zap you and make you kill your neighbor. No.
1: It's not possessing them for, you know, to gain souls. It is killing people.
0: Mm Mm-hmm.
1: That's what it's doing. And it's killing people
0: for a reason. So it can kill more people. And that's the name of that tune. And that is, and again, the way they depict it is so plausible. It, there's nothing that people couldn't possibly do. Well, except eat an entire human being, which we'll get to. <laughs> because when you think that that is the most, when you think that's as gruesome as it's going to fucking get.
1: Well, we haven't finished with that entire sequence right. yet because the dog runs out the door. mm mm-hmm. The father, who everybody knows this has happened, mm-hmm. is chasing down the dog. And Pedro is telling him, don't kill that fucking dog. Right. Do not. If anyone sees him, tell him not to hurt that dog. Right. And it's, again, it's very affecting. It's it's used a lot. But they show Pedro walking through the streets looking for him and just hear a gunshot. Mm-hmm. And you see his heart sink. Yep. And And... What I loved about it is the lead,
0: the beard guy, I forgot his name. Pedro. Yeah, Pedro. Throughout this, you can see him getting beat down and beat down and beat down. And he was never put as a great guy. He was never put as a bad guy. He's just a guy. Yeah, he's just a dude. <laughs> and um, Who lives with his brother out in the woods. Right, and you can just see him deflate and get demoralized and deflate and get demoralized throughout this. The, the acting choices he made. Cause you could just see him, and and at the end when he was just kneeling down and giving the fuck up, the only person that was <laughs> possessed was Jamie, you know, and he just depleted, and you looked at him, and I'm just like, wow, this guy is acting his fucking ass off, because you couldn't see him act, you couldn't see him act, you, you just saw a man in anguish, and I was like, wow.
1: So, I just wanted to f- again finish oh, with yeah. this sequence. So Pedro gets their car, gets his kids and his Mm -hmm. brother and his mother into this car. And we see his ex-wife's new husband Mm -hmm. just revving up. Because in the meantime, we've seen this little girl get up and, Mm -hmm. you know, approach his ex-wife saying, I'm okay, I'm okay. We Uh, know that she's not. And you know, the
0: minute that she picks up that kid, she's gone.
1: Uh Uh-huh because all of a sudden we see her husband's car mm-hmm. about what 50 yards away and he guns it and Fuckin'. just kills the shit out of both of them. Yeah. just They kill a little girl twice mm-hmm. in one sequence. And what, like th- four minutes time
0: dad. Okay. She's dead. Oh wait, she's coming back. Fuck. She's dead again. Uh huh. And, <laughs> in- Again, they they just slowed it down enough for us to go, oh, shit, that's Leonardo coming back. Is that the... Oh, he just shot that dog that's right... Fuck! (laughs) Yeah, and and again, they didn't have to... They laid out the rules, but they left it to us to tell the story. Left it to us to fill in our feelings towards the characters. Left it to us to put it together. They didn't spoon-feed us. Except, well, they did mention it twice, but in natural conversation, like, dude, we got this shit. It's real. These are the fucking rules. We've had them for 100 years. Fucking do what we say. We know what we're talking about. Yeah. Which is unlike other movies. Other movies, you get, ha ha, okay, fuck you. And then one by one, people die for them doing something stupid. No. Once everybody's hip to the rules, th- for the most part, they follow them. And the ones that don't, it wasn't like a one by
1: one, we're going to pick up. Nope. Not at all. So Jimmy knows a lady who has fought these demons before. Myrta. And so, yep, she lives out in just a cabin out in the woods. Says, yep, you guys can absolutely stay here. And so, uh, what was his name? Uh, the autistic son will not go inside. Because oh, yeah, there's Uriel, and Uriel is the guy with the bloat. Yes. And...
0: Can't remember the kid's name, the autistic kid's name for the life of me for now. So they uh I want to say it's Isian or something.
1: No. Uh I know Santino's the smaller child. Yeah. I either way, it doesn't matter. Yeah. So he uh Pedro's staying out in the car with the uh older son and his mother is in the bedroom mm-hmm. and Oh, God. We see uh, Santino, the little boy, and his grandmother sharing a bed, and she wakes up, and the mother is in there. Mm Mm-hmm. You know, the one that just got hit by a fucking car at full speed? Yeah. So, So they go grab Pedro and say, like, hey, something is going on. Yeah. And she is in there with Santino and walks over to the ledge and fucking jumps holding a child. Yep. The, I, I,
0: I didn't see that coming. I honestly, I thought, going to eat them, do something. I did not see the jump coming. And that's when, that's when my, usually like a, in a superpower, I got, I know what's going to happen. Ha ha ha. Once that happened, when that jump happened, to me, that took everything off the table of, that I had presupposed because I did not see that coming at all in the slightest. There was no clue. They didn't show where they might have fallen beforehand. They didn't do a POV shot. All of a sudden, it was something we'd noticed before, but it wasn't remarked upon or whatever. Yeah, It wasn't visually remarked upon. It was part of whatever that was. But when that happened, I'm like,
1: fuck, all bets are off. All mm-hmm. bets are off. And it's not just the, it's not shocking because they're killing children. (coughs) I mean, you could say it's used as a shocking device. Sure, Mm -hmm. I get it. But in the natural flow of this story, it's using children because they're easier. Right. And And it just shows the pure brutality of this entity that, once again, (coughs) it's not out... You know, to have goofy possession, exorcist style, it's not gonna spit its head around, it's going to kill you.
0: Right, it's not there. That is
1: its only function.
0: Because now think about this. Every other time we've watched possession, we've seen the Catholic Church. We've seen the Church,
1: a church. The church is not remarked upon. In fact, it is, it is, it's said that churches are dead. Mm, Okay, yeah, oh yeah. And several characters say that, like, churches are dead. Yeah.
0: But again, um, but in general, when we see a possession movie, there's big good versus big evil. This is not that. The church doesn't, is not involved in this, that fuck at all. And that makes this more, okay, I'll, I'll say naturalistic. So, okay, the, these possessing entities, i <laughs> just going to fuck you up regular style
1: yeah pretty much if you want to solve this, you have to find a person who specializes and knows about this kind of thing. and
0: knows the tricks and the tips because the 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 we're not supposed to be borning new ones. they're only supposed to possess them. They made their own, and we need to stop that shit
1: now. Yeah. it's <laughs> dude, it's really intense, and I do enjoy the part where uh, Mirtha and I think Pedro or Jimmy, it doesn't really yeah. matter. We're there in the car, and she's explaining that, you know, no, when this all started, my husband and I worked for the church, and we were frauds. Mm-hmm. And we are part of what helped the church, or bring the churches down, because everybody lost faith because we were frauds. Mm-hmm. Flat out. So I decided to stop doing it. Yep. And it's like, Jesus Christ. Here's the, this person who is responsible for how many deaths Mm -hmm. and you can see it in her face
0: and see for me i didn't think about it as a global thing that the church doesn't exist in the world i just think that it stopped working in this part because churches only exist in a lot of these countries because it was brought by the missionaries right okay so to me it wasn't that it's a worldwide not a there's no church in the world it's just they gave up their faith years ago because they didn't want it to
1: start with and then you know then they're lying to us. Fuck all of you. Mm -hmm. And now there's these possessing entities that are just sweeping across the lands that it feels like they've kind of gotten a hold of.
0: Right. It's like, Hey, I tell you what, um, the shit you're talking about, these possessing things are real. So what you're going to do about it there. Churchy church. Oh, you can't. Well, fuck you then.
1: Again, if, if that is a parallel to the COVID pandemic, uh, I guess, but I mean, just because that happened doesn't mean that, like, the idea of a plague isn't allowed to be used. So mm-hmm. I think I should relax on that. You know, I, I think that's me trying to read more politically into it than it needs to well, be. No,
0: well, actually, though, it, it mm, there's themes in there, and there's themes. You know what I'm saying? Right. It could have been just a little kind of a toss away. Hey, yes, hey, COVID does this, you know if you don't believe that it's real, guess what's going to happen? You know, don't go get your vaccine, but if you don't guess what's going to happen, you know, but it was a light touch. It wasn't like this movie is a, about this
1: thing. Yeah. So you know- I think the, that's why it didn't bother me too much mm-hmm. because like, if you are using that as a, parallel don't just come out and make a pandemic movie after we all got out of a pandemic what I like too is that it wasn't about good and evil per se
0: because usually what happens is they mirror good and evil with character quirks
1: yeah and then good triumphs no mm-hmm. no nope. nope.
0: <laughs> because nobody nobody in this movie was inherently good or inherently bad we didn't have the pig fuckers we didn't have the you know it, it's just people. The people who are living rough, maybe make good decisions or bad decisions, but there's no clear, you know, good or evil dichotomy on another level. And I love that about that. Again, it made the, it made the threat real to me while I was watching it. Because a lot of movies, oh, yeah, well, you know, a, a, that shit can't happen, you know. I would have left anyway. No, it's fucking rural, wherever. Where are you going to go? And now possessing is real. <laughs> that fucked me up so goddamn bad because otherwise it's like, oh, it's religious bullshit. No. Somehow some kind of weird energy got into these people and now they're fucking people up.
1: Yeah. And now this woman who just jumped out of a window with her child mm-hmm. is walking down the side of the road with... It kind of looks like she has the kid in a headlock.
0: Yes. Oh my God.
1: Like looking at it, thinking what the fuck is happening? What is going on? Is that a deer? Oh, she's just eating the brains of her child out of its skull. Like she just has a bucket of popcorn under her arm. It looked like she was holding a grocery bag. In having a snack.
0: And eating some of the bread out of the top. You know the grocery bag that you see in every single movie with the two pieces of bread sticking out uh-huh. where they just take a bite? That's what it looked like. Uh-huh, I'm going, I'm, I'm going to the bar. Let me have a snack. Fucked me up. Again, when, when you thought that the kid getting, his, getting faced by that, that dog was the worst thing you're going to see tonight, no. Strap yourself in, homie, because it, it, it's coming. Mm-hmm. Because I, again, I knew I knew bad stuff was gonna happen, but I didn't see the the reaching into the the head thing, and and the way they filmed it, it could have been cartoony. It could have been. It just looked the way you'd think it would look, because you could see the bone fragments as they were picking things out. The bone was moving. Uh huh. And it's
1: and that attention to details that makes these movies just so. Fucking horrendous. And the writing and the acting. I've
0: only talked of one aspect of the acting. Okay? But the way that they portrayed fam- familial roles. Yeah. And Jamie barely spoke to her in the whole movie. He's the only one that didn't get possessed. Mm-hmm. And he has a really good what-the-fuck face, too. And everything was what the f- he, he was befuddled the entire movie.
1: He befuddled was, and horrified the entire time, but also supportive. Yeah, he
0: was trying to help, but it wasn't much he was going to do. No. Because he's not a killer. Jamie is not a killer. And I loved, that was like my favorite character in a whole movie. I was like oh,
1: Jimbo. He's just a regular guy, and he's yeah, just—he's just a dude who's along for this fucking shitty ride. But you know what? He's there. He's got your back foot. He's, he's doing his best.
0: He's not gonna go. He's not gonna go axe the bad guy, but he'll go get the axe for you.
1: Yeah, I do. That is a perfect way to just say it, though. It's just like, man, he's just a dude trying his best, mm-hmm. and, and he's so good. It was and
0: because he's he's emoting his ass off too. Low key, low key. He's like. He's concerned. He's sad. He's horrified. But he's such a regular guy that he shows emotions like regular guys. Like, I'm, I'm sad. I'm going to be over here. Don't look at me. Yeah. You know? Or, dude, this is scary. You really need to see this. This is real. Well, did you see? Well, how could you say it's not a possessing? You, you'd know if you saw, well... This is what I saw.
1: Yeah, yeah man, I'm 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 pretty goddamn sure. Um <laughs> I, but having no other frame of
0: reference, I can't tell you 100%, but I'm about 90. That's what I
1: got. So when they got to that school and looked into that classroom, the first oh. thing I could think was just fucking god damn it because I did not and just as a viewer I didn't want to go into that school. Mm-mm, children, all oh, the motherfucking corn, homie.
0: Uh-huh. Because as soon as I saw the kids sitting there, I'm like... And they could have gone with the big zombie eyes and the filmed over. No, they just put a little bit of red around their eyes like they were malnourished or they were under a lot of stress. And the way they had the kids talk, you, instead of having the scary kids talk,
1: no, they just talk like kids.
0: Hey, no, uh, you got to come up. I, it's up at, they're they're up at the house. I know they're up at the house. you got to go. They've been, I don't list their, all the. them. I know they're lying. They're trying to get you. Mm-hmm. They're trying to get you. No, they brought them to my house. My father's a doctor. And yeah. then the other guy's no, saying he, the other thing.
1: Yeah, no, he's over here. And the, Mirtha has to tell him like, do not listen to any of this. Mm-hmm. It, it's kind of like the exorcist rules. Like, don't. Listen, the demon will mix uh, truth with lies to confuse you. Mm -hmm. She fled. I was like, don't fucking listen to a word of it. It's like the
0: sirens, you know? Tie yourself to the mast, homie, because they're going to say anything and everything to get you the fuck away. And they do, and it's all plausible. And you know
1: that he is freaking the fuck out because he's got to find Uriel. And this again, is something that I had to think about when it gets to this point in the film, they've seen a lot of shit. Mm-hmm. This is still all very new to him. Mm-hmm. You have to remember that again, we've said it a hundred times, but this is just a dude,
0: right? Because we all, we have outsiders knowledge and we can all say, I would have done this or I wouldn't know if you were stuck. And all of a sudden you wake up, demons are fucking real. And they got half yeah. your fucking family. And somebody's telling you, I'd be screwed because I cannot." Make memories in the moment. You tell me seven rules, you better fucking tattoo them on my goddamn forehead, because I will fuck them up. Mm-hmm. Are we supposed to or not supposed to use flashlights? Fuck. Oh, God damn it! Are we supposed to say their names or not say their Goddamn it!
1: So they find... uh Was it Uriel? Yeah. Uh, uh The the bloat. Yeah, Yuziel. Yeah, the rotten. The rotten. Just in like put under the stage mm-hmm. in the cafeteria and
0: all i could think of all i could think of was pearl from blade
1: <laughs> i kept waiting for the light to come up
0: <laughs>
1: so yeah he's just this monster living under the floorboards but, effectively
0: but rewind that a bit because as you're pulling up the floorboards i could, i thought they were frozen underneath i'm like oh it's real hell cuz up until then you really didn't see anything that's supernatural, supernatural, nothing that's not explainable like yeah. through physical, human, whatever. I thought, oh, my God, now it's getting super freaky-deaky. They froze. No, they had taken lime to put over the bodies to keep the smell down. They killed all the adults in the building, buried them underneath the floorboards of the stage in the auditorium. Uh-huh. And then right next to them, all these corpses, they've got Uzziel, who's pregnant with, with the <laughs> demon
1: child. <laughs> you know, and I'm just like, Fuck now because, th- like, this movie has gotten off the rails, but in the best possible way. <laughs> this movie paid off two ways. They paid off...
0: A- I, for a while, I thought this movie's kind of slow. No, it's not slow, it's not going to be slow at all. No, it's, nope. slow, slow. <laughs> it's, it, but it's certainly not that. With the amount of characterization, and we get to see the arcs of several different characters, okay? The only character that doesn't particularly change is James or Jamie, okay? Everybody else has an arc in one way or the other. And we see it played out. So there's characterization, there's writing, there's everything. They didn't need to get bug-fuck crazy at the end. But goddamn, did they? And and they did it in not a cartoony RoboCop 3 way. They went off the rails. Fucking brutal hammer murder. Oh my god, and the hammer that it, it was almost like a dead drop hammer because traditionally you see it it's a crime of passion. Bang, 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 bang. Or you know, one good no, it was just a slow methodical PANK
1: One Two From a three. Child.
0: Pank One, two Pank Okay you can stop now. Pank and it's mirroring the axe blows at the beginning of the movie. They didn't need to balance that because there's a rhythm to this movie, but it's it's like a polyrhythm that you have to catch because they're, you're off, 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 but it's still following that rhythm and it's still coming back. It's the, and they bookend it with the same amount of panks with mm-hmm. the hammer is
1: waxed with the goddamn axe. and it's it's, Chef's kiss. And again... It is a child mm-hmm. murdering an old woman who is trying to exorcise a demon. And it's not just a child killing an old woman with a hammer. Mm-hmm. It's a child who's possessed by this demon, but still has the limitations of a child. So you can see that not swing a hammer hard enough to kill her or immediately crush her skull. It's not superhuman. No, it, but it it's keeps still going. It's the limitation of a child just slowly beating a woman to death with a hammer. A ball peen hammer. It's fucking intense, it dude. It is ghastly.
0: Ghastly. And there was another, okay, one um, Pedro and the, that one girl was telling her, he's like, get out of my way and pushes her. Mm-hmm. you when he
1: slaps the ever-loving shit out of a child? Yeah.
0: And I'm like, fuck, fuck. Knowing it's a demon, okay? Knowing that probably none of these kids have been alive for a while, in my head, I'm watching a grown man beat the fuck out of this kid, right? The kid's on the ground, and when you see the feet lay straight out like the ankles were completely broken and how the fuck were they standing to begin with? Yep. <laughs> and I'm like, oh God, they didn't need that little detail. They could have just had the child laying on there. I'm horrified. But to see the the feet completely outstretched straight, n- no. Mm-hmm. That just added to how wrong it was.
1: Just watching a grown man slap the fucking shit out of what, maybe a 10-year-old girl? Yeah.
0: It was horrific.
1: And at the same time, you kind of understand why he's doing it. And you know, that is a demon. It's also a child. So visually it's arresting, but morally like in your head, having you turn that over, like, well, it's not like an actual child. This is an entity. How many times have we talked about this in movies? When the,
0: when it gets this horrific or this graphic, there has to be a reason for us to be allowed to watch it. Yes. Otherwise... There has
1: to be some sort of justification. Otherwise, it's brutality for the sake, sake of, of brutality, brutality. And I'm not interested in that. Mm-hmm.
0: And, and they, they did it by making these children demons. The, the whole kid aspect in the school was brilliant. Because in lesser hands, it could have been real formulaic and set PC in. Okay, yeah, I kind of saw this. We saw this in this movie. Everything we've seen in this movie,
1: I've seen in other movies. But just done to 11 mm-hmm. and perfectly.
0: Because, again, I've had room to breathe in this movie. The pacing was brilliant because, again, in lesser hands, it could have just been da 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 like a fucking machine yeah, gun and at, you're done. At you know, no like,
1: point in all the brutality that we're talking about and all this insane violence... It's never, you know, like heavy metal doom music over top of it right. when you're just like like the Evil Dead remake when you're like fucking blood rain? God damn,
0: that's metal as shit. I noticed this because I was thinking about this while I was watching the movie. There is music in the background of the movie, okay? And I'm not talking about like on the radio. I'm talking about there is There's score. But what they did and they did this beautifully. Is there's scoring, but I couldn't tell you one. I couldn't tell you one scene uh, that I remember the scoring from. I can't tell you one sting. I can't tell you one orchestral anything. I know there's music in this movie because I heard it. I went, oh shit, there is music in this movie. It is scored, but it was so organic, and of the movie that I couldn't differentiate it from the other parts of the art that I was seeing. I couldn't separate that music from the from the art itself, from the picture, from the acting, from anything. It was homogenous. It was part of this one huge piece, which made this movie even better.
1: Man, what a goddamn film! You fucking a because we finally get to see the bloat monster die. Yeah. Oh God. Very brutally, but it it. it Might almost be the funniest part of the movie. It was almost anticlimactic. Because it's finally that breather of like, okay, well, this isn't done, but I think this movie's done because Mm. they finally killed this monster. And it wasn't so much that this child... It looks like it gets beaten into a puddle. Yeah,
0: but the part didn't horrify me that it was walking out of the corpse of Uriel, right? It's when he bumped into something and left some of the blood and there was some fur stuck to it. And I'm like, they made it real because otherwise it's a pristine, bloody, whatever. But he was slipping while he was walking because his fucking feet were bloody. Uh And shit was sticking to him because the blood was congealing, which made it gross. Think about how it felt to be
1: completely covered in blood with sticky shit. If uh, if anybody wants a frame of reference, uh, think about how just wet... Hellraiser and Hellraiser 2 are because mm-hmm. those are very wet films it's that level of goop but but it seems somehow more real yeah it's gross it's real fucking gross James
0: it, it was horrific and the only supernatural thing besides obviously the entire premise well yeah but, but think about how they portrayed it except for a child Gollum walking out of old oh boy. Uh-huh. There was only one other thing that was overtly supernatural. When we get, when we go back to the, the um, autistic child and the father, he, he gets, he was eating custard and the spoon gets caught in his mouth and he's choking and he's starting to pull out the hair. I'm like, Oh my God, there's fucking hair. Then there's more chunks and there's chunks of head and there's a, finger or whatever Uh and then the necklace and then I'm like okay he ate his grandmother he he ate the entire fucking person (laughs) that's supernatural Uh that can't be done by a human being no so there's those are the only two overtly supernatural things we see otherwise
1: again but we also don't know if the rest of the grandmother's body is somewhere right again but it is implied that he ate her entire body the whole motherfucker yeah So again, it's
0: great. It is amazing. It's so gross because it's grosser than seeing him eat her. Yes, because whatever effect they'd have to do would take you out of it, right? But when they're pulling the hair. And the bloody mats of whatever coming
1: out. In I, the I will say I do think the hair thing was done better in Vampire because I don't yeah. know why, but that was grosser. But it's because same... it, you
0: could feel it almost pull out of their esophagus, where this one's just coming out of the mouth. And uh-huh. It almost looked like a, a magic trick where I have it in my hand and I pull it out. I,
1: it's not a competition, but for my money, it was done better there. Well, yeah, but you it's could... still a disgusting ass effect. But there's no chunks in Vampire. No,
0: no, it, it, it was just it was horrific, and again if the whole movie would have
1: been steeped in supernatural, I think it would have taken away from it. But like you said, it pays off because Mirtha's is telling him about, or telling Pedro in the car mm-hmm. about how she thought all of this might be just whatever until a family member ate another family member of theirs. Yeah. And then began puking up the body parts. And just hearing her describe it like, oh, that's fucking gross. Did not expect it to actually happen <laughs> at the tail end of this film. Oh. Goddamn dude. Not only are we gonna tell you, but we're gonna show you what that shit looks like, buddy. Uh-huh.
0: Again, the only other time I saw it done this this well was in wreck. When they're standing, okay, oh they're gonna get chopped, they're gonna get Fuck, they got chomped. They still surprised me. I knew it was going to happen. And this movie continually surprised me. I
1: loved it. Again, like you elucidated wonderfully, they tell you in no uncertain terms, this is going to happen. Just watch it. Mm -hmm. Just watch because it's going to fucking happen. See, told you. I told you we were going to do it.
0: Until they get me with the person off the cliff. (laughs) And then I'm like, well, they told me, but come on. They give you that doubt. They give you that doubt because you... I like, don't care who you are. You didn't see that They're coming. not
1: going to do it. They're not going to do that. They're not going to... Oh, fuck. She's eating that kid's brains like it's a popcorn bucket. Oh, great. Son movie. of a
0: bitch. <laughs> this movie, dude. This fucking movie.
1: And I do want to say, though, as far as like... Because it's incredibly violent and mm-hmm. gory. But it's not to the point of like high tension to where there's splatter. It's, it's all realistic gore, which makes it so much worse in a good way.
0: And realistic sounds, <clears throat> the realistic sound effects. Um, and the way they light it. A lot of the movies we've been watching sometimes are hard, tough to watch. It's dark or it's dark and light or it's super grimy or it's, you know, generational dirt. This one was filmed cinematically. But in a more realistic, you know, the, the lights looked natural. Everything looked more of a natural way. But it was filmed very, very, very beautifully. So when the gore happened, you're just like, Gah it made it even worse. Because there, there wasn't the, the gray filter or the orange filter. The, you know, okay, now the spookies are happening.
1: Mm-hmm.
0: No, it happens in
1: regular fucking
0: light. And that, yeah,
1: a, a little girl gets her head chomped in broad daylight.
0: Under the kitchen table. Where's the safest place in the whole world when you're a child? Under the kitchen goddamn table, or when you have your covers over your head. So two movies ruined that for me.
1: Yep, sure did.
0: Uh, so fuck you, Abaddon, and fuck this movie. Because, you know, under the kitchen table, when all else fails, you pull the table in a corner and you're safe, goddamn it. No, you're fucking not, because the dog's going to eat
1: your goddamn face. Fuck you, movie. So I, there is one thing that I want to ping, hmm. real quick. Um, obviously, same writer director. Mm-hmm. Lot of the same themes. As there's a lot of mirroring with yeah. uh, terrified. For example, the kind of unspecified but rolling out of the rules of an unknown demon.
0: Okay. Mm -hmm.
1: who is transmitted in a way that we learn that's interesting. Mm -hmm. Uh, Old women who seem to know the answer and have a strange contraption. Because if you'll remember, there's the exact same thing in Adorados.
0: Yeah, yeah, yeah.
1: There's the old woman who kind of knows what's going on and has that weird golden uh, trinket that she has to pull out to Mm -hmm. do demon stuff. Oh, yeah.
0: Okay, what?
1: so that's what I don't know if this is supposed to be part of the same universe, or if it is just a light cannibalization of ideas, or, hey, we, we really liked this idea, we want to play with it further.
0: Yeah, but here, check this out. Okay, look, it's worked before and I love it. And check this out. If we would film it this way and do this with this thing, we can take this thing, we can push it a little harder and we can do this really fucking cool ass effect. Because we, the, what was the one, the movie we saw where it was just like a whole bunch of set pieces and we're like, eh, it's kind of shitty and we didn't like it? Uh, who could
1: possibly say what well, you're thinking of, James? No, I have but, no whatever idea. Whatever movie
0: that was, we, we complained that it was set pieces with nothing in between. This movie has a bunch of set pieces, but again, the difference... Oh, it was the Argento. Oh, yeah. With the horrific, you know... Opera, last yeah. week. Yeah, yes. last week. <laughs> But the, I, the thing was, oh, it was just set pieces with no substance in between. It was, they had the set pieces, but they put the writing in there. There was a reason for it. Everything was organic. Things were there because they were always
1: there. Yeah, we were made to feel connections between all of the characters, which made us care about them. And nobody was cartoony. You feel like you can know these people. You feel like you know these people. Yeah, I did. The old grandmother who's calming down her grandson, but telling him some horrific shit about these demons.
0: Oh, the, and what about the kid? We kept forgetting about the kid that was went to the barn.
1: The kid that went to the barn. The curly-headed kid. Oh shit! Yeah, yeah, yeah. The uh, the son of the original, or the was it his so, brother? Was, yeah, the was, younger brother of the uh, Uriel. Or yeah, Urizo? yeah.
0: And, and like he went out and he's like, I killed these people and did this and. And yeah, then I the, ate the demon,
1: Yeah, the demon told me to go kill these people that were going to liberate the demon from my brother. Mm-hmm. And then I ate them. And it was like a Same throwaway. Same with my mom. <laughs> Same
0: with your mom. Same thing that happened to your mom. I'm like, fuck. God damn it. <laughs> and it was like a little throwaway because we Like, like you
1: didn't need to do that, you sons of bitches. But they
0: did, and it made it it's better. So good. And this kid, this poor fucking kid, man, just shit on the entire movie and just that fucking, that's how it ended. Uh-huh. Wow. This movie better than it ever needed to be and I'm going to watch it again because I watched it disjointedly and I feel like if I watched it end to end and could sit down through the whole thing, I'd see a hundred oh, things I didn't a, see.
1: It is an intense watch all the way through. Yeah. It it did not
0: give me breathing space. It did not. Well, it did, but it it made me tense in other ways. So... In order to relieve, little
1: breather room is full of an old woman talking about how uh, somebody ate their family and puked them up, and it's like Jesus. All right.
0: So instead of relieving tension with humor, they relieve tension with a different, lighter type of tension. Yeah. So, so you could be either high tension or a kind of medium tension. You know, it's a social tension, but it's you. At no time are you not tense, but it's just different kinds of. Oh, fucking
1: brilliant. God damn it! It's so good. Oh man! This, this honestly, this may be one of the better movies that we have seen in the past mm-hmm. while, and we say that a lot of, about a lot of shit. Joko Anwar better look the fuck behind him. I say, God damn, this movie is good. But Ooh. again, I I do want to see what this guy can do with some other ideas. Mm-hmm. Like I I hope they've got something else because if they turn in a third movie that in this kind of universe where there's an older body who knows the secret to what's happening, and they have these trinkets that they set up. I Again, it may still be as good, but I'm going to kind of start to lose interest. Mm-hmm. It, but, I, I, man, I love this filmmaker, and I want to see what they can do with everything, because holy shit. I was thinking about while I was watching this movie,
0: a lot of times I'd see I would watch this movie if they took the horror out of it. Well, there's no movie here without the horror Okay, okay? There, there is no movie without a horror element. This is a horror film.
1: No, you just replace the uh, demon with sickness. Yeah, I guess. And then it's a drama.
0: Yeah, but yeah, it's the it speaks to... I would like to see him just do a straight-up action movie or a straight-up drama or a straight-up cop movie or a straight-up anything because the way he has his actors inhabit the characters that he's written or whoever wrote for him... I. I feel that he would be just as amazing a director, you know, like, I could see him doing one of the old 70s Joseph Wamba movies, like The Black Marble or something. But a Hispanic version, modern, you know, just anything, because I think that they would do an amazing job.
1: Yeah, and like we said, it's not just the acting, it's not just the writing, it's not just the effects. It, uh, shot selection, even down to little shit like that. like Timing, man, editing, cut. It's the way he does everything, because there's a rhythm to this movie. Set decoration. Everything looks natural. Mm-hmm. It's so goddamn good,
0: man. At no time did I ever feel like I was on a set. No. It looks like we were in somebody's fucking house. That somebody lived in for a long fucking time.
1: Following these people who genuinely don't really know what to do. Mm-hmm.
0: So, and that put the acting on such a high, high bar because they're acting like people who don't know what's going on. They're acting actually like confused about the situation. They're in the moment. And a lot of times you can see that the actors really know what's going to happen. You can kind of see it on the face. This at no time, you, you, did you see the scenes, You saw no zippers in the acting it was organic, just
1: like the rest of this movie. Yeah, just Jimmy's constant "what the fuck" face.
0: It's like you know, it's, it's like the director went out to the field and said, "Okay, I'm gonna go pick a movie," and just picked it off the vine because it just grew
1: perfectly, out of the ground,
0: perfectly ripe. Yes, he's like, yes, I, I've watered this perfectly. I've trimmed it and pruned it. Let's pick it off the vine now because it was
1: like perfectly natural. Mm. So, James, would you recommend When Evil Lurks? I'll recommend the fuck out Dude, of this movie. Absolutely, anyone listening to this, go get yourself a Shutter subscription, rent it wherever you can, mm-hmm. buy anything, any way that you can see this film. It will be worth it. Send
0: a director money to give him your your own DVD from his collection. Some
1: fucking like, thing. it is, it this is that good of a movie. Like, go. F- Fucking watch this as soon as you can. If you are a horror fan, do not miss this one. This is a good one.
0: I will say, and I have not said this about any movie we've watched, I would like to own a hard copy to put in my DVD collection. Mm-hmm. For if, like, when my, my internet went out this week, I,
1: I dug in the old DVD collection. Oh, I'm going to watch when evil lurks. I'm going to wait till the kids go to bed. I'm going to get some popcorn. Well, it's, it's not like, like I'm going to sleep. Yeah. I might as well watch it again. Uh-huh.
0: Because this movie I this movie scared the living fuck out of me because it took away everything I use to battle when I'm freaking out about a movie. You know, I, it's the devil. No, it's these fucking little kids. And it took six blows. Yep. You know, it, it's it's no. They took away all the shit that I used to go, ha, ha,
1: fucking movie, ha, ha. Yeah, there's hard and fast rules. There's no, like, demons playing tricks on people. Mm-hmm. No, it's here to kill you. Mm-hmm. It's going to tell you explicitly that it's going to kill you it's and everyone to- you know, mm-hmm. everyone you love. It's going to tell you how it's going to do it, too. And that's going to happen. And it happens. It's like, God. And you're fucking watching.
0: God damn, dude. <laughs> that's why it fucked with me. Uh. It fucked with me so bad that I'm not going to sleep for a minute.
1: But James, speaking of greatness, Mm -hmm. where can people find us? They can find us (laughs) at
0: horrorvomitpodcast at gmail.com. They can find us on the Facebook. We also have a Facebook page. We're on the Instagrams.
1: If you want to go to anywhere, preferably Apple Podcasts, but anywhere where you can give us either five stars or a five-word written review, really helps us out. Something you can do for free to help the show, because we want to have some more stuff coming up soon, and we need help.
0: And it's only taken about two and a half years for me not to stutter fuck that every single solitary
1: time it's only occasional now and I do appreciate that. But also every once in a while you can find me on Twitch playing video games at horror underscore vomit underscore Chris. Mm -hmm. One of these days I'll set up a schedule for doing stuff but let's be frank, I probably won't. Mm -mm.
0: Because there's other stuff in the works. There's
1: business happening. There is business happening. Slow as usual. And speaking of business, Mm -hmm. I gotta poop. All right. (laughs) Not really. (laughs) I just wanted a reason to waggle my butt. I was wondering. Because it's fun. I was like, are you afraid? Do you you have a tail inserted at this point? Do not worry about what is in my anus, sir. (laughs) You keep track of your own buttocks. And also, fuck you, Jeff.
0: Oh, by the way, one of the guys was uh, Ruiz. Ruiz.
1: Yeah. Yeah, the landlord. Yeah, Ruiz the landlord. Just Uh like Jeff Ruiz. Oh, that son of a bitch. Jeff, don't shoot that goat, you piece of shit. (laughs) Shoot the goat, motherfucker, shoot. You're gonna kill us all, Jeff, you piece of crap. (laughs)